Peace and thank you, family, for tuning into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. What's up, beautiful people? Thank you for tuning in into another episode of Creative Habits Podcast. How you doing today, my love? I'm well. How are you? I can't complain. Well, on today's topic, let's talk about censorship. Censorship? What's censorship? Censorship is the suppression of speech, public communication, or other information. This may be done on the basis that such material is considered objectionable harmful, sensitive, or inconvenient. Censorship can be conducted by governments, private institutions, and other controlling bodies. Censorship, that's a cool topic. Um, So I guess we can start off with the common forms of censorship within schools. What do you think about that? Let's go. All right, well, one of them is book banning. It is the most widespread form of censorship in the United States, with children's literature being the primary target. Advocates for banning a book or certain books fear that children will be swayed by its contents, which they regard as potentially dangerous. So what type of books would they ban? <laughs> the autobiography um, uh, biography of Malcolm X or something like so that? So I was reading an article from The Guardian that was discussing this. And some of the books, well, most of the books that um, were being banned in places like Kansas or Utah had to deal with sexuality and racism. Um, so a lot of books that um, kind of had topics that discuss, discussed um racism like the bluest eyes mm, but because of Tony its sexual right because of its sexual content or even the lgbtq community um stories that they had in some books mm. another one would be the, to kill a mockingbird so the the article in the guardian was just sharing how it was funny how most of these books that were being banned in these locations had to deal with um stories from people of color shout out to my angelou Right. Not all of them, but the majority of them, or they had um, sexual content in them. Yeah, you said it was Kentucky and Oklahoma? Kansas and Utah. Sounds like the whitest places on the planet, but go ahead. <laughs> so um, I did want to share a brief um, excerpt from this article. The article's from The Guardian, and the topic is U.S. Libraries Report Spike in Organized Attempts to Ban Books in Schools. From Calls in Virginia to Burn Sexually Explicit Books, in a school library to a wave of challenges to titles by authors ranging from Toni Morrison to Alison Bechdel. The American Library Association is charting an unprecedented rise in attempts to ban books in libraries, many of which it believes are fueled by organized conservative campaigns. Toni Morrison's The Bluest Eye has been removed from school libraries in Utah over its explicit content. In Virginia, the Nobel Laureate's beloved has been challenged for similar reasons. Bechdel's Fun Home, the acclaimed graphic memoir about her father's sexuality and her own, was pulled from shelves in North Kansas over its LGBTQ themes, while a Southern Pennsylvania district banned a lengthy list of titles also 
um, that were almost entirely by or about people of color by acclaimed authors including Jacqueline Woodson, Ijioma Olu, and Ibrahim Z. Kendi. The all-white school board said it was a coincidence that all the coincidence, excuse me, that almost all the material banned was by or about people of color. Yeah. This is, that's extremely interesting, you know? Mm -hmm. um, how can you challenge yourself if you don't seek different perspectives? Definitely, I absolutely agree with that. And is censorship like really needed in the public school library or curriculum? Mm. I mean, in my opinion, students need the freedom, just like freedom for their minds. You know, censorship is particularly harmful in the schools because it prevents the students with inquiring minds from exploring the world, mm -hmm. seeking truth and reason stretching their intellectual capacities and becoming uh, critical thinkers. I agree with that. But my question is, if they used to be books that were allowed and legal mm. <laughs> previously, um, was anyone affected by that as a student that were studying those books? I don't know. Um, in my elementary school, we had like, books from all different genres white authors black authors mm -hmm. you know but i was in a predominantly black school i mean there right. was some white kids there and other races but you know um i look back at the the books that i read i read the to kill a mockingbird bird and a beloved mm -hmm. during my school years i know i wasn't in public school but i don't understand how that could affect a student that's learning information and it wasn't the entire book it's just controlling the narrative. Right. So, you know, they control the narrative, just like, quote unquote, critical race theory. A lot mm -hmm. of people are against that being taught in schools when a lot of them don't even know what it is. Um, yeah, I can also understand um, the idea of censorship for a certain age group. Mm. It depends. Like, are you teaching a, you know, a certain subject or a certain story um, or piece of literature for the appropriate age group. Mm -hmm. Just like we have ratings for television mm -hmm. and ratings mm -hmm. for movies mm -hmm. and films, why not structure the lesson plan or structure the curriculum to age groups that are able to handle that content Absolutely. because it's not like we live in a society where everything is censored mm -hmm. literally everything is out there so why yes and no but go ahead um yeah i want to know why you say yes and no but i believe like okay if they're already exposed to certain things in the outside world mm -hmm. what makes it explicit or inappropriate mm -hmm. for learning in school if the main idea doesn't really have to do with what they're trying to ban yeah. or object to. Oh no, a lot of it is controlling the narrative, hmm. you know. But um as we get further along, um you'll understand why I said yes or no. Okay. Is censorship needed in in, in the entertainment industry? Um absolutely. Like you said with movies, you know, um you don't want a, a child to watch like bloody, gory type horror movies. You know what I mean? So, um, 
there's certain movies designed for certain kids, you know. Um, censorship is definitely necessary in the entertainment industry. Not all content that is produced is fit to be viewed by every age group. This brings out a great topic, though, because if we censor one, why not censor all? Most of the best films were controversial when they came out. Controversy is great. It gets people talking about different issues, and it makes you think about one's own views on the world, whether or not you disagree with it. The same for music. However, I can understand censorship being um, the choice of a parent and their household. But I don't know. My feeling is toward if, if everything is already out there, why not just keep it out there <laughs> mm-hmm. and allow, let's say, parents, if it's their children, they don't want to see that content to ban that content from for their mm-hmm. household mm-hmm. and not allow others to suffer from that decision or from that choice of censoring something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, d- I don't know. Like, what do you think about that as far mm-hmm. as entertainment? Entertainment, yes. You know, certain music. It's a little bit too provocative for a young child's ears. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, they shouldn't be exposed to it until they're at a age where they're, you know, old enough to understand what's really going on. Or even in movies and films, you know. You know, Disney movies are great, um, but they're not that great for them. Well, some adults like Disney movies, too. You know? So is it the role of the parent or the role of society to censor both both right yeah. so because i also think of like you know we have little nas x mm-hmm. and he recently has some really um vulgar videos mm-hmm. that are accessible to anyone really if you google or youtube it yeah. um or watch it on television but should something like that be banned or censored or not be allowed to be aired um, because also his defense for his content and his um, artistry is that it's not my job as an artist yeah, to was censor. Always, he was always like, uh, he also said, fuck those kids. My so. artistry, right. But <laughs> it's the job of the parent or it's the job of the person that's raising the child. That's it. But, it, it, I mean, who's to blame? Nobody's to blame. You know what I mean? If you allow your child to watch that mess or if you don't allow your child I mean it's up to the parents or you know whoever is the the parental um, advisor I guess I don't know so what if like our child happens to be on YouTube and just clicks and like ooh like let me watch this you can censor YouTube too (laughs) that's true age restrictions on YouTube so are you saying that censorship then should be the role of the the, The the guardian guardian. yeah the guardian okay let's move on um, is censorship needed on the internet? Hmm. Some websites provide uh, misleading titles to collect traffic. The internet needs to be censored because it is not difficult for uh, innocent people to find content that is abusive, questionable, shocking, or graphic on a website. Some websites forcing people to consume uh, pornographic content, sh- uh, content should be censored. Hmm. Um, as you were explaining uh, that question about the internet, it, it kind of reminded me of the time on Facebook or Instagram mm-hmm. where you see really violent images of black people being shot mm-hmm. or black people dying 
um, that there wasn't a disclaimer. Now that I've noticed, like, since 2021 and 2022, mm. and 2020, I think it started, was when they have, like, a black page and it says, you know, this content is sensitive. Yeah. See why or, like, click to view. They did mm. not have that prior, I don't know, before. So. Or even, um just black people fighting each other mm-hmm. you know what i mean right like, or pornography like they said like world star hip-hop was was like famous for that mm-hmm. that mess you know just promoting black violence and and stuff you know right so i'm i'm noticing a shift where there are some content that is censored or they mm-hmm. if they it provides you a choice do you want to see this <laughs> do you not, do you yeah. want to just skip and not like make you feel like you did not choose to to view what was being shared. Mm -hmm. Um, While we're on the topic of the internet, I wanted to talk about fake news. Fake news got more engagement than real news on Facebook in 2020. Study says that according to new research, posts of misinformation received six times as many likes, shares, and interaction as legitimate news articles. Mm -hmm. Um, There is too much information in the world. (laughs) And it's difficult to differentiate what is real and what is designed to push an agenda. That's with everything, almost like a distraction. Like, uh, what is the news anyway these days? (laughs) Is it an update of the Kardashians and not the volcanic explosion that just happened in Tonga? We are literally in a pandemic and people are questioning whether or not we should continue on with our lives or stay indoors a lot um, just because of the information that has been out there. Mm. there. We have divided groups on the matter, right? Groups of people to be on one side of, you know, what coronavirus is and another side <laughs> that is saying what co- coronavirus is. And conservatives and stuff right. like that. Mm-hmm. There's like no longer a definite with news, whether it's real or fake. There is always something to counter effect. And that thing that's always there to counter effect may have limited resources research and a ton of people that would re- agree with that information anyway and just accept it to be factual without really doing their own research. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've fallen victim to that, believing things that I've seen on the media before, and it's quite easy to fall into a trap of internet nonsense. Many sources and information that put out that is put out is almost equ- equivalent to, like, uh, you remember the Enquirer? Yeah. Yeah, so it's like yeah. we get information online without even questioning it and believe that it's true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but stop bizarre stories, conspiracies. It's just like, well, what's real and what's fake? It's <laughs> it's interesting you said that because um, dealing with uh, this pandemic and this COVID situation, there's mm-hmm. been some um, scientists with like authentic research um, that's that has been going against the narrative. You know, on social media, especially like Twitter and Facebook, mm-hmm. and whenever they, um, those critically acclaimed scientists came out with this information, they were banned from such websites. Hmm. Like scientists that that really, you know. So there is a level of censorship, but it's based upon the narrative, the narrative or the agenda that's in place. Exactly. So if we are pro vaccine, if we are pro. This is the way that we're going to handle the situation. Mm -hmm. We don't want anything that's creating, I don't know, questioning in people as to what. the narrative is get vaccinated, get vaccinated, get vaccinated, get vaccinated. I hear it on the radio brought to you by Pfizer. Get vaccinated, get vaccinated. And it is, um, I forget which of these scientists, but they're they're coming up with alternatives to um, 
the vaccination, you know, different uh, medications. Um, um, I see that they working, don't working out. You know what I mean? Like it's it's the whole pandemic has been affecting people with like you know underlying conditions like um, overweightness or cancer and all these other th- different things. So what you're saying is there is a le- level of censorship, but it just depends on what the agenda is. Exactly. Okay, let's move on. Um, internet censorship pros and cons. Mm-hmm. Um, number one is prudence. Two, um, helps protect national security, mm-hmm. right? Uh, three, limits child pornography and other harmful information. Mm-hmm. Um, four, minimizes risk of identity theft and other cyber threats, which is great. Um, number five, uh, eliminates misleading slash fake news. Okay, quotes. Um, and protects privacy. <laughs> um, I think we already talked about that. Um, is oh, yeah. censorship um, unconstitutional? What's your personal opinion? Is censorship unconstitutional? My response to that is, do we want freedom of speech or the freedom to be able to question things? We should have both because freedom of speech is like one of the First Amendments, right? Is the First Amendment. Right. But I don't what I'm saying is, do we first want the freedom to say anything or do we want to have the freedom to be allowed to question? So should information be out there that where you can have people that are questioning? Mm how they handle the pandemic or alternative ways to treat it besides getting a vaccine for those who do not believe in them? Mm. Or should we accept how things are orchestrated or how things are um, promoted to us and then be able to have an opinion on it, whether we have done research or not Mm. and just say anything out of our mouths or can we as a society be allowed to say, well, why, you know, can we, can we question things rather than having to accept them? I, feel I don't know if I'm making sense. I, you make <laughs> sense. Um, but the question is, is censorship unconstitutional? Um, it's our first amendment right of freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. As long as you're not bringing harm to another person, mm-hmm. you should be able to say whatever the hell you want and feel however the hell you feel. Now, yeah. with that information, what you do with it is is your business. You know okay. what I mean? But okay. we should be able to. We should, in my opinion, we shouldn't just take the very first information we see as um, fact. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We should get different opinions from everywhere and form our own critical um, and critically think for ourselves instead of having somebody else think for us. Okay, I get that. And that's kind of what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also difficult because we have these things in place that were written like hundreds of years ago. And there are certain morals that were in place 30 or 40 years ago Mm-hmm. that are have changed like our world has changed so much and it's not like i think how do we adjust those changes to fit our current world mm-hmm. we can't just accept you know 
that we're banning LGBTQ books, but we are in a progressive stage as a society, as we'd like to call it, if we are accepting of different people, mm. but yet you want to ban books that celebrate or talk about situations that pertain to those people. Well, I think our narrative has to change as a society if if we are now talking about censorship or if we are talking about what freedom speech actually is. Do we not have to kind of redefine what society is for us and what we accept and what we don't before we then say, oh, we're just going to censor everything without a reason? Maybe. It's just freedom of speech. It's just like with certain religion. People follow, you know, what they want to follow and don't follow everything. You know what I mean? Like, if you're a Christian, you're not supposed to eat shellfish. But I know a lot of Christians who eat shellfish and wear different type of uh, fabrics from different animals and shit, stuff, stuff like that. But I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I just stand by my statement. I, I hope that it makes sense. But I just think we must always have the freedom of questioning why mm -hmm. before we request the freedom to do or accept something. Right. Why are we now moving forward to banning books? What is the reason? Dr. Seuss, right, for example. Well, Dr. Seuss was kind of racist. No, I understand. That's why I'm giving him an example. Mm -hmm. But we all grew up on Dr. Seuss. Mm -hmm. So must we ban him or must we educate people and say... This is the reason why, you know, mm -hmm. this person did what he did. But do we have to take his books off the bookshelf? The same for Tori, Toni Morrison. Are we going to accept racism in society or the things that happened in our past? Or are we just going to act like it didn't happen? If we don't give people resources or information of our history in the past, then what is that going to do for the future generation? I mean, these are the, I feel like these are the reasons why we have stories and like mm -hmm. whether or not it was positive and negative, you allow people to have an opinion or a freedom of expression to gain access to that information so that they can make their own decision. Absolutely. I feel you. <laughs> so, you know, like I understand that, you know, Dr. Seuss was racist. I understand that, you know, the LGBT community are still disrespected in a sense now because of them trying to just be humans like everybody else but it's like why are we acting like we were we are not though it's just those who it's not control us the but it's like why is those who are controlling the narrative because deciding they what they, they can or cannot because censor? they want america a certain way you know what I mean? The way it's been the last 40, 50, 60, 70, 100, 200 years. Mm -hmm. They want to keep that control. You know what I mean? Right. But as America grows older, it's becoming a more blended society. Mm -hmm. Every year is a different, a different situation. You know what I mean? Right. So instead of them accepting that and growing with the rest of America, they're fighting tooth and nail to, oh, I'm going to um, ban this book right here or I'm going to do this to the LGBTQ, you know what I mean? Like, every little thing they're trying to do to keep that control. That's the whole thing. But within the next 10 to 15 years ago, 
you know, queer, gay and queer folk, that whole situation, they weren't, they was not able to get married. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But in 2016, Obama passed the law. And a lot of things happened from 2016 to now in order for them to progress as a society, as a people within right. our community. Mm-hmm. So the further we get along, the more progress we get. I totally agree with you. But that's why it's not making sense to me about the whole censorship idea control. of society. Yeah, it's, it's control, it's like control. you say. But it's like it's creating a generation, um, you know, that's past us because there's certain things, you know, that we're not that we didn't experience because the Internet was so new. So Mm. everything was out there. But it's like it's creating small minded people. Let's say, for instance, with books, books allow you to travel without leaving your home Mm -hmm. or it allows you to look at things from a different perspective from the voice of someone else. So how do we p- become or maintain our empathy as people if we are not allowed to be exposed to certain stories or if we're not allowed to be exposed to certain things that happen that okay. we ought to know? So censorship <laughs> seeks to limit the freedom of thought and expression by restricting spoke, uh, spoken words, printed matter, symbolic messages, freedom or association books art music uh, movies television programs and internet sites when the government um, engages in censorship the first amendment freedoms are implicated so books art symbolic messages can open the minds of people but they want people to be sheep that's why (laughs) <laughs> you biting her bottom lip. <laughs> um, why is censorship important in social media? Do you think there's any like pros to that? Um, social media, social media. What what does social social media currently censor? Like you said, um, things that are sensitive to people traumatic events mm-hmm. i mean they don't censor enough in my opinion because there's a lot of um young kids um especially um young ladies who um do things like commit suicide because um bullying um con or even me like for example myself mm-hmm. constantly seeing people like doing really well better than me (laughs) you know what i mean it's just like the highlight reels like nobody does well every day nobody does great every day but constantly seeing that kind of messes with the ego a little bit messes with the um you know with your feelings right and and that's the thing right with social media now learning that social media is a curated space Mm -hmm. it's not real and the things that are quote-unquote real um you know are there as well but how come these studies weren't done before it was put out you know Mm. so what is the actual reason that we have social media is it so that we are distracted from certain situations Mm. (laughs) in our everyday lives 
that they can allow us to check out for a moment or check out for hours without having to worry about things in our reality or even days or even days right mm-hmm. so it, it becomes a question you know like that's why i keep questioning what is the purpose of a censorship i understand it's good to have in place for a number of reasons but um going back to social media what are we censoring? What are we censoring, and why are we going to start censoring it? Why wasn't it in place before? Are they now seeing the effects and didn't think about it? Like I know there were many scientists and researchers that are a part of the process of like a new creation of something. So did they have those questions and didn't worry about it because it was something that was going to make money before it made? I think it made <laughs> money, but us as a people knowing noticing that um, the lack of censorship. Um, really mess with us. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? A lot of people in general have been vocal about the lack of censorship or the over right. censorship. You know what I mean? Right. So, I don't know. It's a dance. It's well, yeah. And maybe it was an experiment. Maybe it was like, let's see how far we can take this thing, right? Mm. Let's see how far we can get people engaged and like into this new technology without even questioning or seeing what long-term effects it would have on people. Mm. Like I know we spoke um, previously about the attention spans that people have with social media or, and like the, the lack of being able to really start a project and finish it without being distracted and mm. going to social media. Mm. So it's like, did you guys not think of that before that happened? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> All right, folks, here is your quote of the day. Censorship no longer works by hiding information from you. Censorship works by flooding you with immense amounts of misinformation, of irrelevant information, of funny cat videos until you're um, unable to focus. Yuval Noah Harari. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and we will see you later. Peace.